All right, so first of all, this is super exciting. I'm so happy to be here to share some, uh, some words of Torah. You know, I was just saying before that whenever I come into like a base medrash and guys are learning and they're here to, you know, just to be able to, to learn Torah as much as they can all day, my first reaction is, that's amazing, that's awesome, that's so exciting. And then I get super depressed that I can't just stay here all day with you guys, you know? So, that's what I can. So I'll share with you a few, you know, uh, some thoughts of Torah about the Haggadah and so on. But uh, if, you, if you don't mind, like, you know, think about me throughout the day, so at least part of me is, uh, is learning today, you know? Okay, so, so I was asked to talk about the Haggadah, so I will, I will, but if it's okay with you, we'll use a certain aspect of the Haggadah as a springboard until we talk about something that's much more general, that's much more, uh, that, that's very sadistic to Yiddishkeit Bechlal. Pesach Bechlal is a yantif which is a yantif amongst many Yom Tovim. Okay, we have Pesach, you have Shavuos, you have Sukkot, you have Rosh Hashanah, you have Shemiyatzeres, Vuchulu. But on the other hand, Pesach is also has to be seen as sort of the core that all of Yiddishkeit comes from. You know, the Torah Kedosh repeats the concept of remembering Yitzis and Sarim 50 times that Chumash. That's a, you know, with every word of Torah being measured 50 times, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So we have to be able, to, therefore, it must be that Pesach has to be seen as a way through which one can sort of gleam a better perspective of what Yiddishkeit's about, what a Yid is, our relationship with the Rabbani Shalom, everything has to be Pesach text. So let's, let's begin like this. So let's investigate a certain Indian in the Haggadah, a certain Indian in, in, in Seder night in Halacha for a few minutes, and then we'll see the Pnimis, the Machshava, the, the soul that, that uh, is coming from that. So it's like this. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins that when it comes to Pesach night, Kiddush should be said, which is the first simon of Seder night, of Kaddish, Kiddush should only be said after Tzetzak Chavim, after already it's nightfall. So that's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. When you go back to the sources to really figure out where this halach is coming from, that Kiddush should only be said after nightfall, it becomes a little bit difficult. So let's just work through some of the details and we'll see, uh, you'll see what I mean. The Allah is like this. We know that, that the Gemara tells us that the things that we have to eat Pesach night, let's say the Karm Pesach by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, Matzah, nowadays, Mar, and so on, the Gemara, based on certain drushes and Hakesh, we're not going to get involved with the details right now, but that's clear that the things that we have to eat Pesach night have to be eaten at nighttime. It has to be eaten at night from Tzetzak Echavim and preferably until Chatzais. That's the time frame that one has to fulfill the mitzvahs of Achila, the mitzvahs of eating Pesach, Matzah, and Mar. Now, the Rishonim, by extension, then go on to say that not only is that true, that time frame from nightfall until midnight, not only is that true for Pesach, Matzah, and Mar, that's also true for the mitzvah of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim, the mitzvah of saying the Haggadah, as we say Pesach night, Bavurzeh, that the mitzvah of saying Pesach, uh, the mitzvah of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim is what? The time when, when the Matzah and the Mar is before you. Now, and the Rishonim understand, the meaning of that is not only physically that Matzah and Mar has to be there, but it's also at the time when Matzah and Mar means something, which is basically from nightfall until midnight. So that we know, that we know, that, again, matzah, Pesach, Matzah and Mar to be eaten, and all the words that are said regarding Pesach, Matzah and Mar, basically the Haggadah, also during that time frame. But the question is, when it comes to Kiddush, when it comes to Kiddush, now, again, the Shulchan Aruch says, not only does the Haggadah have to be said after nightfall, not only does the matzah and mar have to be eaten after nightfall, the Shulchan Aruch said even Kiddush. The question is, why Kiddush exactly? 
So that's, that's the question, why Kiddush? So it's like this. There are a number of, of early Achrayinim that suggest, well, okay, let's think about this. Once we have matz, Pesach, Matzah, and Mar that has to be done, have to, has to be eaten after nightfall, and we have the Haggadah that has to be said after nightfall, then maybe, by extension, anything that's gul-oriented, anything that we're doing as a zecher, as a remembrance, as a, uh, a physical act to remind us as sort of about Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, maybe that's also part of the package of Sipri Yitzhiz Mitzrayim that has to be done at nightfall. And since we know Kiddush is one of the four cups, and the four cups we drink corresponding to the four languages of Gula, and so maybe that's also considered to be part of the, uh, of the Sipri Yitzhiz Mitzrayim experience. So just as the Haggadah has to be said after nightfall, so it could be anything we're doing that's related to the Exodus also has to be done after nightfall. That's a suggestion. And so maybe that's why Kiddush has to be done only after nightfall. Uh, the problem with that is, is that it's a, it's, a nice, it's a nice idea and it could work. The problem is that if that would be the, tr- if that would be the case, then not only would Kiddush have to be, drank, have to be drunk after nightfall, but even the, the, the four, all four cups would have to be dr- drunk after nightfall before midnight. Because that's the time frame we're talking about when it comes to Pesach, Matzamar, and Haggadah. Which means that not only would Kiddush have to be done after nightfall, which is fine, most people do that, but then also Benjing and Halal, everything would have to be done, not just after nightfall, but before midnight. And that's not the minic. That's not the minic. People are makbid to make sure Afi Kaiman is eaten by nightfall, but no one's makbid that benching should be done, I'm sorry, by, by, by midnight, but no one's makbid that benching should be done by midnight and howl should be said by midnight. So again, so if, if the concept is that, again, Pesach Matzamar has to be from nightfall till midnight, Haggadah has to be said from nightfall till midnight, if, now, if you were to suggest that by extension all the four cups of wine also have to be done like that, then that would explain why Kiddush has to be after nightfall, but then, but then the, the last two cups also would have to be before midnight, and that's not the minute. So basically, we're now stuck with the following problem. If Haggadah has to be said after nightfall to midnight, Pesach Matzimar has to be eaten after nightfall to midnight, but why are we mocked that Kiddush has to be made after nightfall? Why? That's the question. Okay. So here's, here's the suggestion. The suggestion is like this. In the Rishonim, we find the following question. The question the Rishonim asks is that, you know, before Chazal, whenever we do a mitzvah, I can't say every mitzvah, but many mitzvahs, there is Chazal instituted a bracha that you make. So the question that the Rishonim asks is that why is there no mitzvah, why is there no bracha to make before the mitzvah Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim? You're going to be kind of the mitzvah of, uh, of talking about Pesach, talking about Yitzhak Mitzrayim Pesach night. There should be, before the Haggadah, bracha to Hashem, lakin alachan sherekit shanu, lasaper b'yitzhak Mitzrayim. Why is there no bracha like that? So this is a very, very interesting answer from the Vudraham, and the Vudraham, this answer really redefines for us what Kiddush is, Pesach night. Says the Vudraham, you do make a bracha on the mitzvah. What is that? Kiddush itself. Says the Vudraham, there's no need to have a special bracha, Vasher al or because already begins by Kiddush, and that itself is a bracha. That itself is a bracha. Now what Davud Raham is revealing to us is the following way of thinking about Kiddush. Instead of thinking like, listen, we make Kiddush Friday night, we make Kiddush uh, on Yontif, so you make Pesach is Yontif too, so you have to make Kiddush. And then the Seder begins. 
What the Vujram is telling us is that's not the way we have to think of it. The way we have to think of Kiddush is in the following way. Is that Kiddush contains within it the essence, the core, the, the seed of everything we are then going to expound upon throughout the whole Seder. By Kiddush, when we say the words, even though it's, it's in passing and it doesn't seem to be highlighted too much, but in Kiddush, Pesach night, when we say the words, Zeichel Etzies Mitzrayim, that is itself the fulfillment of Sipri Etzies Mitzrayim. That is the fulfillment of, of, of talking about Etzies Mitzrayim. And the rest of the night, all we're doing is unpackaging and bringing commentary to what we already said by Kiddush. Therefore, says the Vujraham, there's no need in having a special bracha before Sipri Etzies Mitzrayim. Kiddush itself is the fulfillment of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim. What are we then going on the rest of the night? What we're doing the rest of the night is, is allowing that seed to develop, allowing that, that package that's called Kiddush to be, to be uh, opened up and to be uh, all, all, the con- all the components that's contained mysteriously in that sentence of Zeichet Tzitz Mitzrayim. That Hashem, you chose us from all nations and you took us out of Mitzrayim. That's, that's everything. That's everything. The rest is simply commentary. Let me give you a few, a, a few sort of rias to this idea how Kiddush is not just Stam Kiddush. Kiddush is the, the concentrated version of everything we're going to then do in the Haggadah. There, in the, you know, the Kiddush that we make, Pesach night, again, as I said, uh, it's, it's a very similar Nusach to every Yant of Kiddush. Instead of, you know, uh, instead of, uh, you know, you take out Chag HaSukas, so you put in Chag HaMatzis, you know. But the Nusach of Kiddush is very similar. But if you take a look at the Haggadah of Reb Sajigain, for example, so Reb Sajigain's Haggadah, his version of Kiddush was, the basic text was similar to every Kiddush of Yantif, but then all of a sudden when he got to the word Zechei Tzitz Mitzrayim, then it goes off. It starts going off, very poetic, with line after line, talking about, talking about, in, 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 talking about how Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, all the Nisan, the miracles, the revelations, and how Hashem brought us under his, under Kanfei Ashkina, the, you know, the divine presence, and so on. Like, all of a sudden, there's an addition to the Nusach. And the Chorinim have a problem with that, you know. It's, it, it's very nice, you want to make your own poetry. Sajigayin wrote poetry, that's a beautiful Zach, but, you know, there's a time and place for poetry, you know what I'm saying? In the, smack in the middle of Kiddush. Smack in the middle of Kiddush. Wait a little bit. They put some poetry in the middle of Haggadah maybe, I don't know, but it's a little bit of a hefsik. How do you do such a thing? Well, it, it, but again, according to what we're saying from the Vujraham, no, 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 Kiddush is not some Kiddush, Pesach night. Kiddush is a microcosm, a condensed, a concentrated version of Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim, and the rest of Pesach night is just commentary. Well, in that context, then it makes a lot of sense. It's not a hefsik, it's not just some, um, you know, once I mention Tzitz Mitzrayim, it happens to be Pesach, I'll now write a poem about it. That's Kiddush. He's just giving a little bit of an expansion and a little bit of a, of a more clear, clear, you know, uh, a clear definition or, or a clear indication that this Kiddush is different. I'll give you another, another example. You know, the halach is, we know, when it comes to Shabbos and Yantif, when it comes to Kiddush, ain't Kiddush el makam suda, right? You make Kiddush, you have to make sure to have at least what's halachically considered a meal, a mezayin is something, in order to make the Kiddush stick. Right? You make, you make uh, Kiddush in one place and you just have a little bit of uh, wine or grape juice and some shahakal, whatever the case may be, and then you want to have a suda somewhere else, the Kiddush doesn't work. Right? That we know. There's a Kiddush from the Magen Avram. The Magen Avram says not only does that apply in terms of space, that if I make Kiddush in one place, I can't then have the suda somewhere else, but it also applies in time. If I make Kiddush now, and I have the Suda in a half hour from now, 
That's also Ein Kishmakim Suda. It has to be in the same place and the same time. And the language of the Magen Avram is La'alter. He doesn't give you an exact time in terms of how many minutes, but he says it has to be immediate. He can't, uh, he can't dray around. It has to be immediate. So the Archa Shulchan, quoting the Halacha, raises the issue. What's, what, what about Pesach night? You make Kiddush, right? Okay. Kaddish, fine. Urchatz, Karpas, Yachatz, Magid. Then Rochza and Moisi Matzah. That's not Lalter. That's not Lalter. You're not, you're not, you're, the the Suda is not happening right away. So if you tell me that Ain Kiddush Mokum Suda is just about place, okay, so at least you're, you're sitting at the same dining room table. But once the Mokum Avram tells us that it's a matter of time as well, that's a huge hafsek. But the answer is, if Kiddush is not just Kiddush, Kiddush is a condensed the seed version of the Haggadah, it's the seed version of Sipri Tzis Mitzrayim, then everything we're doing is an extension of Kiddush. It's an expansion of Kiddush. It's not, in other words, the Magad Avram was saying, you make Kiddush and then you just play Monopoly, you know, for an hour and a half, that's a, that's a hefsek. But what you're doing with, with Urchatz and Karpas and Yachatz and Magid, everything you're doing is just commentary. It's unpackaging what was contained in Kiddush. That's not a hefsek to Kiddush, that's an extension of Kiddush. I'll give you another example. The, uh, if you take a look at the Rambam and the, uh, and the Shulchan Aruch also, it's interesting. The Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch both say that when they go through the, the Seder, the, the process of, of, of the Seder night, the way they describe it, and it's interesting, it's something that you might not notice like in passing, but, but this is how they describe it, is that they say, you make Kiddush, okay, and you wash, karpas, right, and then you bring the ka'ara, to the, to the table, with all the Seder plate, with the matzah, yachatz, and so on, magid, and you continue on. It's clear from the Rambam, and it's clear from the Shulchan Aruch, that there's absolutely, first of all, no need, and it sounds like it's actually not recommended to have the Seder plate at the table by Kiddush. Why? Because the Seder plate is, is, is there. Why do, why, why do we have a Seder plate? Like, why do you need this? Why do you have to bring matzah to the table? The answer is, as I mentioned before, the Mishnah says, the Haggadah says, that to fulfill the mitzvah of talking about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, b'shoa shematzu mar menachem l'fenecha. So says the Ramah Shulchan Aruch, you want to make it a whole, uh, make it a whole thing, a whole ceremony. Bring the matzah and mar to the table at the time when you're going to start talking about it. So says the Rambam and says the Shulchan Aruch, don't bring the matzah and the Seder plate in the beginning of the meal, because then it sort of gets lost, it's not noticeable. Bring it when you're about to fulfill the mitzvah of Sipri Tzitz and Shrayim. Bring it right before Yachatz, right before Magid. Then it's like, wow, there's a whole ceremony, the, table, the, the, thing is, the plate is being brought in, it's a whole thing. The kids will ask, what are you doing? Oh, this is about, this is about Pesach. It's a whole thing. Says the Prima Godem, but that's not our minig. Our minig, as we know, right? I, I can't say for Sfarad, but I'm not sure, but at least for Ashkenazim, the minig is to have the Seder plate, everything is set up right away from the beginning by Kiddush. And so the question is, why? First of all, it's unnecessary. Second of all, it, it, it seems to be, you know, n- not just unnecessary, it seems to be a little bit uh, the opposite of what you should do. Like you want to make it a more, more noticeable thing as you're about to start the Haggadah. But the answer is, if Kiddush is the Haggadah, if Kiddush is a condensed seed version of Sipri Tzies Mitzrayim, then that's when you want to have the Kara as well. The rest of the Haggadah is, again, is just commentary. It's just unpackaging what was already there. And that's the explanation of why Ashkenazim have this, have this custom. So let's go back. We started with a question, why is it that I understand Pesach, Matzin, Mar, and the Haggadah all have to be said and eaten in a time frame from after nightfall until Chatzais. 
And the question is, okay, that's good for Haggadah and Pesach, Matzah, and Mar. But why does Kiddush have to be made after nightfall? And so, okay, there was one suggestion by the early Achreinah, maybe it's because it's one of the four cups, and so all the four cups should be said after nightfall, but then the problem is, okay, but then they should be also, be said, also be drank before midnight, and that's not our custom. For some reason, we're not makbed on the final two cups to be in that time frame, but cup number one by Kiddush, we are makbed. Why? The answer is, if Kiddush is Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim, if it's a condensed, concentrated version of the Haggadah, and the rest is commentary, then just as the actual Haggadah has to be said in that time frame, from nightfall till midnight, then Kiddush as well. It's just a, that, that's Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim. And again, all going back to the Avud Raham, that you don't have to make a separate bracha on Sipri Mitzrayim. Kiddush is Sipri Tzitz Mitzrayim. That's what Kiddush is. Yeah. You can make Kiddush early. Huh? You can make Kiddush early. You can make, you can make Yantif early. That's not a problem. You might not be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Matzah and Mar and Sipri Tzitzrayim early, but why Kiddush, and notice, if Kiddush on Pesach, if we think of it as just Kiddush on Yantif, no different, then make it early. But once Kiddush is redefined as the essence of, of the Haggadah, the seed of the Haggadah, then you have to relate to it in a different way. It's not purely Kiddush for Yantif, for yantif meal. It's something else. It's secrets. It's Haggadah in a condensed form. That's the idea. Now the truth is, when we think about this, we have to, que- there's always the question, you know, you have, you have a, a, a shtickle tara. Okay, so it's nice, and now that's it. But you have, to, you have to think about this. Like, why would Chazal do this? Like, why would Chazal make the Seder in such a way where everything is condensed and it's in its seed form and its concentrated form and its origin by Kiddush and everything else is unpackaging? Just to allow Zakatinsky at some point to uh, to make a nice shtukotayra to you know fill a, a learning slot. I mean, like, what, what's why, why would Chazal do this? The truth is, if we think about it, this is not just a, a cute thing that Chazal did to make things complicated. This is reflective of of a theme that we find throughout Pesach itself. Mm-hmm. Everything that's Pesach, like Pesach is very much connected to things that are that have already been been promised, things that have already been, been, been created or been established, and the rest is just commentary. I'll give you an example. Where, where, did, where did the whole Golis Mitzrayim come from? Like, it, on a very historical level, where does it all start from? It's from Yosef Tzadik, right? Yosef Tzadik being sold, that, that's where the whole Hishtalshlus begins. Yosef is in Mitzrayim, and that forces the brothers to Mitzrayim, and Kalai is in Mitzrayim, boom, Pesach, right? So it all comes from Yosef Tzadik. Why was Yosef Tzadik sold? Because he had a dream, because of his dreams. He told his brothers the dreams, they were upset about it, as we know the whole story. The musig of a dream, and Yosef Tzadik felt compelled to say over the dreams, because he saw it as a little bit of a prophecy, right? The dreams of Yosef Tzadik is reflective of this truth, that there was already a reality, a seed, a concentrated essence of what? Of whatever was, of, of the future, and... The, the future is just unpackaging what has already been determined, what has already been, been given, well, what has already been revealed. That's what, it, that's what the dreams were. And the Aviv Shamar Sadavar, Yaakov is anticipating when will the dream manifest? When will that seed that contains within it, Yosef being the king and the Jewish people being in Mitzrayim, and what eventually will lead to Har Sinai? Yaakov Avinu understood that this is the seed and it's all just a matter of time until this manifests, until it unfolds. When the Jewish people, when Moshe Rabbeinu is told by the Rabbanishlam that he's going to take Kalah Yisrael out, right? and so 
the Rabbi Moshe Benoit asks an interesting question. He says, okay, I'm going to tell them that, and they're going to ask me, what is your name? What am I supposed to tell them? So Hashem says, tell them, I will be as I will be. The name Ekev, the Zohar Kaddish says, the name Ekev means, Ekev means, it's all there, it's just a matter of unpackaging. That's what Ekev means, I will be. Yeah. Maybe you could say that it wants to mirror, uh, mirror Bria Sa'olam. Just oh. like Bria Sa'olam was that way, Very good. so to this. Very good, this. very good. It's all coming from this, from this side. It's all coming from this side. I mean, even in more things, you know, it's interesting, even the whole exile came because Parai is trying to stop an inevitability. He's saying that the Jewish people are multiplying and growing in number, and what's going to happen? What's inevitably going to happen is an enemy, they're going to attach themselves to an enemy of ours and overthrow the government. The whole Gullus was to stop that seed from generating. It was to stop that, event, that, that, that eventual future from being manifest. This idea, now this idea of what? Of the Rabbanu Shlom guiding the Jewish people, especially around Pesach, in this way, of, their, of everything is there, it's just a matter of unpackaging. This is something, as you mentioned, is, is a core truth in how the Rabbanu Shlom creates the world. It's a core truth with Tyre itself. It's a core truth in, in everything. Uh, for example, think about Tyre for a second. How, how, how do we, we, we take it for granted because we're just so used to it. But Tyre itself follows this pattern of everything in seed form and then just unpackaging. So Hashem gave us Chumash. Hashem gave us Chumash. And Chazal Sevad Chomish, there is nothing in all of Yiddishkeit, in all of Torah, that's not hinted to in Chamishi Chomishi Torah. And what's the, so, so all Nevi'im and all of Tarsh Peh is simply unpackaging what has already been given to you in condensed seed, concentrated form in Chomish itself. We find this pattern follow, follow, follow through, even within the, the style of Tarsh Peh. How does it happen? So we know, you have Mishnais, right? So you have a, a Mishnah. What does the Gemara do? Then the Gemara attacks it with like knives and scissors, right? And just pulls it apart and reveals everything that was contained in the Mishnah. <coughs> there's a, there's a, that, that same style of here's everything, now unpackage it. Allow it to grow, allow it to develop, allow it to reveal what was already contained within it. Like you find with Chumash versus Viet Tarsh Balpeh, it's the same thing with Mishnayis versus Gemara. And then the same thing for the next generations. Everything is in Gemara. But then the Rishonim come and sort of unpackage Gemara. And that's how it moves. It moves from condensed, Kayachal Exactly. This is, that's, that's how the Rabbana Shem created the world. As we, whatever this means, but we do know that Chazal, the Ramban Arei talks about this, that the first thing that was created was Kayachayuli, this matter that contained everything else. Chazal say that the, fir, the, the, the first day of creation, Hashem created light, right? That light was not the sun. The sun wasn't created till, till day four, right? So what's the light? The answer is the light was in Ar Haganus, the hidden light of Sheshish Mebreshis, and Chazal say that in that light, we were able to see from one end of the universe to the other. Means everything was contained in that primordial light, and the rest of creation is commentary, unpackaging. How is a human being created? So we understand. There's a seed, and it contains everything, and the rest of what, you know, that's what the father gives, and the mother then unpackages that and develops those cores. The baby in the womb is taught all of Tyra, right? And then what happens, as we know, you get a little smack, you forget it, and then you move on in your life trying to, to learn a little bit. Everyone asks, what's the, what's the tachlis? To learn and then forget. The answer is, no, 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 no. That, that Torah that you learn in the womb, that's everything you will ever accomplish in your life in seed form, in condensed form. The rest, you, you, to forget, the forgetting of that, of that learning 
it's not like we, for, you know, you, you, you learn a Tysus and you forget it. That's, you don't need a Malach to smack you to, for that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, just allow, allow life to come and you'll forget it automatically. What's the, what's the nace? It's like a nace that uh, a Malach comes and smacks you. The answer is because the Torah that you learned is the essence. It's the concentrated essence of, of Torah itself. And in order for, then, for there to be an unpackaging, so there has to be, there has to be some level of concealment of that, of that core in order to then move on to try to unpackage it. And so this is how the Rabbanu runs our lives. Everything is modeled after this. And therefore, Pesach, which is the birth of the Jewish people, is also the same thing. According to Arizal, for example, this is something we find in the very core of what Pesach is. The Arizal said that one of the great experiences, one of the great uh, miracles, really, of all time, is by Pesach, the Jewish people, as we know, whatever this means, but we know the Jewish people were in the 49th level of impurity, all the way down, right? And that's what we know, it had to be bechipazin and quickly and hastily, right? Because if we waited any longer, we would have got to level 50, and then you have to reboot the system, right? So 49 levels of impurity. The Rizal said that in order to get the Jewish people to get out of those 49 levels, we were not holding by a place of clawing and climbing step after step after, after step. They, we, we weren't in that headspace, Bechlal. So what the Rabbanu Shalom had to do Pesach? And according to Rizal, this is the essence of what Pesach is. What the Rabbanu Shalom did Pesach night is, give us everything that we would ever be. At that, at that moment of Pesach night, it's Aniv Lai Malach, Aniv Lai Shliach, Anihuv Lai It's Maimed Har Sinai when you don't deserve it. It's everything that you would ever accomplish in your life, I'm giving to you in a concentrated essence right now. And the Jewish people, Pesach night, experience their future. They experience everything they would ever, they would ever be in that concentrated, essential, condensed form of Pesach night, which opens their eyes up to reality. It disconnects them from the impurity of Mitzrayim. And then what happens after Pesach night, the Rabbi Shem says, okay, I'm going to take that back. The mouth's going to slap them, and they're going to forget about it. But now that you have that taste, and you have that seed implanted within you of what eventually you will become, now you can claw your way out of the 49 levels of impurity and, and become that person with effort. But the essence of Pesach is, the Rabbanu Shalom is revealing on Pesach is, that whatever you're going to be, any levels you're ever going to reach in Ruchnius and in Yiddishkeit, you already have. You already have. And the goal of your life, the tachas of your life, is to unpackage it, to develop it, and to own it. But everything you would ever be, you already have. This is how the Rabbanu Shalom creates Torah, how he gives us Torah from Torah Shibachstav to Torah Shibachpeh and Torah Shibachpeh throughout the generations. This is how the Rabbanu Shalom creates a human being. This is our experience, the baby in the womb. This is what Pesach is. And all of this is reflected in the halachas of Pesach. The halachas of Pesach are in such, you make Kiddush, which is everything you're going to do tonight is in Kiddush. So what am I doing the rest of the night? Just unpackaging, giving commentary, because that's exactly what Pesach was. Pesach was, you can't get out of Mitzrayim. What the Rabbanu Shalom has to do is to give you everything. To give you mamish, maimen har sinai, ena movada, anihu vlayacher, levels that are way beyond anything we deserved at that moment. But the Rabbanu Shalom is giving us, not just the taste, he's giving us to see the essence of everything we're going to ever have, and the rest of our lives is just not trying to see Let's, let's understand, it's impossible for a person to become someone you're not, right? We all want to become tzaddikim, we need to become tzaddikim. If being a tzaddik is someone else, that's an impossibility. On a deeper level, that's what, that's what it means to be stuck in the foreign levels of impurity. It means like, this is who I am. I'm a mitzri, no? 
So you're telling me that as a mitzri I have to become a tzaddik by my mitzri? It doesn't work like that. The answer to the Rosh was saying is you don't have to become anyone else. You are already. You just have it in you. What's your job? Package it, cultivate it, let the seed germinate. That's the idea. No, that's the Kravoid of Pesach, you know. Not to let Pari convince us or make us think that we're a bunch of mitzrim and we have to become Yidin. So the whole Avoid of Pesach is to realize Gai Mikarev Gai, that who we eventually are going to become, we already are on some level. It's just a matter of commentary on packaging. Kola can be given a regalachas. And Idach Perushahu, Zilgamar. And that person believes that as Machazik oneself in that Amuna of how the Rabbanu Shalom runs our lives and how the Rabbanu Shalom created us, then that, that gives us the strength to eventually climb out of the Mem Tashari and be able to stand by our Sinai with confidence, knowing that that's, and that's already, that, that's always where we, where we were. We, we were always standing by our Sinai, ultimately. No, Hashem should help us. That, you know, to see the revelation of Taku, who we are and what the whole world is. And, Amen.